Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, the tenants are ready to move in, the deposit's been paid, what happens now? Welcome to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you all the tips, secrets, and tricks that go into owning a successful rental property. My name is Ben, and I'm going to be your host, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Eric Dixon, the go-to expert on all things property management and rental in Arizona. And this episode, we're uh, joined by a very special guest, Ryan Howder, not hotter, as I often say. (laughs) Uh, He's got over 20 years of property management experience, and he's the director of property management here at OnQ Property Management, overseeing the management of over 3,500 homes. So we're going to jump right into it. This week, we're going to be talking about what happens now that a tenant has been placed, security deposits been paid, it's time for them to move in. What happens when we take over from there? And I'll throw that out to you guys. All right. Hey, we're going to, let's go to the special guest first. Welcome, Ryan. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Long time listener. (laughs) No, but, uh, but yeah, Ryan, let, let us know what, what happens after the deposits paid, at, le- at least here in our environment, you know, deposits paid, they are moving in, let's say next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, we, we do the move in checklist, that type of thing. We like to really establish something with the tenants to make sure they know our expectations. We know their expectations just to get that set up. Uh, owners are start, get their monthly draws, you know, around the eighth or ninth of the month. Um, we have access to their technology so they can look in, uh, see any maintenance work orders, so forth on, on their end. Uh, so they really have kind of a pulse whenever they need. And then obviously we're there as our main point of contact to reach out for any issues or questions. Cool. No. And one thing that came to mind, you know, all of that stuff starts, you know, when they move in between the time the deposits paid, at least what I've loved to do over, over the course of the last 10 years is doing the move-in inspection. So, and we've gone through different variations of that over, over time, but document it before they move in. So it's super easy on the move out, you know, when they, uh, when they move out and we do the security deposit disposition and stuff like that. Um, as Ryan was saying that I, this must've been like 2013. So almost 10 years ago, I was doing the move-in inspections myself. You know, I signed the owner up, I'm leasing the property, then I'm doing the move in. And, uh, I actually did the move in with the tenant, unfortunately one time and we walked in and we were in like an inch and a half of water, the whole entire (laughs) unit is flooded and it was my friend's property. So it's like, Oh, great. Signed up my friend. Um, I think what happened is when the previous tenant moved out a week prior, um, or the cleaners or something came and somebody left some water on and it was over a week of dripping in there. So, um, had we not done the move-in inspection, the tenants would have just picked up keys at the office or something and then called us livid. Right. Um, because I was able to catch it, you know, before they moved in all their stuff in, you know, at least we were able to get it rectified. We found them a new house actually. So, um, but, but the other stuff, let's see the, I mean, we set up things like the rental sales tax account. Um, I'm trying to think the, uh, all the other stuff that happens right before they pay their first month's rent, you know, and then that's when the maintenance calls starts. And that's when, you know, as far as Ryan's concerned and his team, they're on, on call 24 seven, right. Know, doing maintenance at nights, weekends, holidays, collection of rent, 
um, you yeah. know, paying the collected rental sales tax and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, and you'll even have that occasional owner. In fact, they're, uh, one of my owners we've, we've had for years. Um, his name's James. He had a couple of properties in Mesa. I'm really good friends with him. So he'll appreciate the story, but we had just moved tenants in and he had come back and said, Hey Ryan, you know what? I'm retired now. I've got time. Um, I'm, I'm just going to take these back and, you know, kind of deal with these on my own. And I'm like, okay, well, our door's always open. It was 30 days later. He's calling me <laughs> saying, Ryan, this one tenant, he's calling me daily for maintenance stuff. And most it's, it's his, his responsibility. And then my other house, they haven't paid rent yet. What, <laughs> what do I do? Do I, can I go lock them out? Do I need to get an attorney? And he, he's just like, you're right. It's, it's 75 bucks a month. I, that's, more than a nice gym membership that's totally <laughs> I was wanting to go fishing and golfing thinking I'm going to just collect rent and be done with it he's like I take this headache back so yeah. it it is something that there there's a process to it we're there just so you have free time to live your life do your job I think that's that a that's a common misconception you get is that and I know I had this most misconception before I started here is that all the hard stuff's in the beginning, like doing the tenant application and stuff. And once yeah. that's done, you guys don't do anything, right? Well, you know? I, I think our, our sales department, they get this call all the time. They're like, hey, could you just place the tenant and I'll manage it myself? And we're like, well, we don't offer that, but I'm curious why you think you want to do that. And, you know, and they, they do say that. They're like, well, the hard part is screening the applicant, getting the lease signed, getting them to move in uh, to the con contrary is, uh, what Ryan said. It's like, no, the work just started. They moved in and now we're, it's up to us to make sure it's a smooth process. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything that you, uh, you don't realize that if you have one good tenant, you know, that never calls you and it's perfect. You're like, this is easy. Oh, yeah. And then you get a different tenant in there who calls every single day yeah. and yeah. wants you to come down and personally yes. look at, you know, Ch change my light bulbs. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think yeah. the tenants, they, they treat it differently when it's a, uh, an owner that owns it themselves, managing it themselves. Sure. They'll bug you a little bit more. They'll text you at 10 at night, you know, yeah. when it's a, a third party legitimate company that, you know, they're, we're obviously responsive and we're going to do things by the book, but it's different. You know, it's not, yeah. it's, it's business. It's not emotional. Yeah. We've talked about that before putting that buffer, even if you're going to self-manage, taking that, you know, yeah, set the expectation, set that activation. Yes. Like, don't be calling me at midnight because they <laughs> yeah. will things like, come got, up I for sure. Boundaries, man. For yeah. sure. Um, well that kind of rolls into, I guess the next question, which is let's say you get a tenant in their place. Everything's good. Collect a couple months rent and then something comes up maintenance related. What does that process look like? If I'm a, you know, owner and the pipe burp to burst at my house and there's water everywhere, what happens in that scenario? Well, we're in the middle of one right now. So two nights ago, you know, we had crazy, crazy storms, right? Here in uh, Gilbert, Arizona, Gilbert Mesa area. And four basements of a fourplex flooded. You know, I just saw the videos yesterday, right? So that happened in the middle of the night. You know, maintenance coordinators are on call. Property managers are on call taking this call that, hey, these buzz basements are flooding out. Um, and meanwhile, the owner, he's home sleeping. He's actually traveling, enjoying his life and our maintenance, <laughs> maintenance team, restoration companies, contractors, they're up in the middle of the night, you know, handling everything. And then he gets a call the next morning. Hey, just so you know, your whole property flooded insurance claims, you know, and it turned into this big, it is this big deal, but, um, 
you know, it only, it only got taken care of smoothly because somebody was on call and, you know, went through the process, all four tenants are taken care of. They're, you know, placed where they need to be. And you know, that, that, that happened 24 hours ago. So it's just fresh and fresh in my mind. Right. Yeah. Even from a self-management perspective, like you would probably like, if I'm that guy and I'm on vacation, it's not that I'm being malicious by not taking that phone call. I just figure, you know, it's 12 o'clock and I'm Hey, on like, vacation, yeah. you know, I'll get they, back to them. Yeah, yeah. Why are they calling me over and over and over? And you don't realize that we're getting hit with like a borderline hurricane <laughs> right, here yeah. and that, yeah, the place is flooding. So yeah. it, it helps to have somebody on call at yeah. all times and, for sure. And, and I bring that up just because it's fresh, right? But it's um, whether if you self-manage, just so you know, you're on call 24 um, seven. If you hire a third-party management company, they should be on call 24 seven. And if they're not, that should be one of the qualifiers. Like, Hey, what happens on a night, a weekend or a holiday, you know, and between, um, you know, different teams and so forth, we have it covered. And it's a tough thing. Fourth of July weekend, Christmas weekend, Thanksgiving. I mean, you have to be on call. So, you know, we've, we've worked at Ryan's been doing that for whatever, 15 years, you know, being part of that schedule and that managing that. Yeah. Well, and you have to have those expectations up front with the owner too. You know, we have a maintenance reserve for that reason. Hey, there's going to be emergency stuff that comes in. Um, all of your contractors need to be licensed, bonded, insured. If that's not happening, you're opening yourself up for more lawsuits, issues down the road. Oh, they installed these blinds and they fell on my child. Who's, who's covering that? You know, <laughs> what it, kind of blinds? It, yeah, you see, you've seen it all. So, uh, that that's a crucial aspect. And so having that set up already with your owners, uh, knowing, Oh, if this happens, I know X, Y, and Z is going to take place. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm taken care of. Maybe you could speak a little too, when you say maintenance reserve, what exactly exactly for an owner? Yeah. So, um, I I've seen all sorts of different maintenance reserves. We, we currently have a $300 maintenance reserve. It's just for anything that, you know, might, might be covered on that where we say, Hey, we're going to just send out a, a vendor to take care of this. Um, we'll, we'll keep you posted if there's issues or if it needs an estimate, sure. um, but mainly it's just set so up. So in there that like, like middle a, of the night flood scenario, you can right. call somebody Yes, even if so-and-so is on vacation, you can't get right. a hold of them. Yeah. Okay. And, we're, and, and we really, that's, that's the main goal is we don't want to bug you. We want, you gave us this, we want to take care of it. Sure. You want to set it and forget it. And yeah, we don't want that headache. We're the, we're here to solve your yeah. headaches. And it's the, to the tenant's benefit too, because it's not like a, Hey, I know the blinds just fell on your kids, but I'm <laughs> right. going to have to call you back when right. I get a hold of the owner, you know? <laughs> exactly. Right. You, exactly. you can act right then. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I've been on the, put on my, my landlord hat, not owning a management company, right. As the landlord, I get the same exact email from the maintenance coordination team or the property manager. That's like, Hey, your H, you know, the uh, HVAC system is not blowing cold air. We're sending somebody out. If it's over 250 or $300 $350, whatever that threshold mm-hmm. is, we'll let you know. And if I don't hear anything, I already know, Hey, it was less than the threshold tenants were taken care of same day, you know? Um, and it's just a peace of mind factor, you know, Ryan hit it on the nail too, with, uh, the nail on the head, I should say with licensed bought insured contractors, you know, with managing so many homes, we have every story in the book, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, we actually had a, a vendor accidentally lit the, the building on fire, right? And uh, to no fault of their own, it was an accident, freak accident, but they were licensed, bonded, insured, and everything was covered. 
you know, stuff got uh, got fixed actually rather quickly. And had they not been licensed, it'd be like, hey, I'm going to wash my hands of this. Yeah. And it's the owner's fault or it's yeah. the property management company's fault. So more of a, a warning to those that have management companies, make sure that is a question you ask them, you know, do you require your vendors to be licensed, bonded and insured? Yeah. And if they're like, well, you know, every sometimes, but yeah. you know, people are hard to find. Yeah. And I, like, I get a pretty good deal over here for, yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. My buddy, Zach, yeah. he's really good at fixing <laughs> HVAC machines. Right. Mm. But when I was signing owners, I'd be like, Hey, there's the Craigslist special, you know, it's like, yeah, they'll get it done for half the cost. But if anything goes wrong, that dude disappears. Yeah. You know? And uh, so anyway, that should just be a pre-qualifier as you're interviewing management companies or determining, even if you self-manage, do not save the 20% or the $20 or whatever to use the guy that's unlicensed. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, that's a perfect segue, I guess, next to the next question is how often should an owner expect to hear from a property manager? So tenants moved in, everything's good. Should it? Yeah. Should we be hearing all the time or is it? Well, Ryan, how, how often do you talk to all your owners? I was going to say it, the owners don't want to hear from me. Basically. Sure. <laughs> I mean, in an ideal world, I, 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 I joke, but um, I've got an owner, Dan Valenzuela. I love him to death. He's got like five properties with us, but I'll call him just to say, now, Dan, there's nothing wrong with your properties. I have to open like that. Sure. Cause he knows, all right, what broke this time? What's going yeah, on? He's, he's got you saved in his phone and he's like, Oh, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, the goal is the no news is good news in this industry. I mean, the rent's coming in. We don't need to tell you if it's late, if they're having maintenance issues, anything like that. So we really are are set up in a way where, hey, there's some stuff if you want to check online and your owner portal, that type of thing, you're more than welcome to view. But unless there's something going on with your property, we're not going to bug you. Now, and this goes back again to when I was signing up our clients, you know, doing the, the sales and getting new management contracts. They would ask this word for word what Ben said. You know, how often am I going to hear from you? Should I expect like every Monday or Tuesday, like noon, whatever? And I'm like, hey, honestly, the less you hear from us, the better things are going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, really? You know, and I'm like, well, you're going to hear from us once a month, no matter what, with your monthly statement, right? right? It's not a phone call. It's not a text, but it's, hey, on cue has collected the rent. We're dispersing this, less the fee or whatever. Um, so if that's all you hear from us, that means the tenant paid rent and you got your money and there's no maintenance issues. And they're like, wow, yeah, the less I hear, the better. So if I hear from you 12 times a year with statements, your tenant Perfect. paid rent and there's no maintenance issues, right? Yes. Um, the uh, What they don't know is let's just say Ryan's working with a, with a tenant and maybe they are having issues paying rent and he's having to follow up with them, text them, email them, call them seven times. And he chases down rent, does all this you know, work, but he doesn't call the owner every time he talks to the tenant, right? He doesn't say, hey, just so you know, the tenant texted me last night and said they're having trouble bringing in rent, you know, now if he gets past the fifth and you know, all that, yeah. of course he yeah. communicates that, but what doesn't get communicated to the owners every time is all of those tedious communications and everything with all the, with all the tenants. Um, that's the owner doesn't want to hear that stuff. Yeah. You know, they don't, yeah. they think they do, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's, there's that trust you have with the owners. Um, I've got a, a couple owners that have, you know, quite a few properties, you know, 20, 30 plus type thing. And they, I know what they expect. And so there's stuff, Hey, I know what he wants on this price for lease renewal. I'm not even going to bug this owner and, and, and you'll build those relationships. And so they just know, 
Hey, you know, they're going to take care of it. I don't even wake me up for this yeah. type thing. I mean, we were prepping for the podcast, kind of looking at it, the overview and you brought up an owner. I won't say his name on here, but he's been with us for t- 10 years, you know, and it's actually Ben's neighbor. Yeah. I, found, I found out this week, but, uh, <laughs> but it's like been with us for 10 plus years and we, we haven't talked to him hundreds of times, you know, it's just yeah. as, it, as issues come up, you know, and hit the biggest news he he's had in the last 10 years is his property manager changed a couple times over 10 yeah. years. You yeah. Know? And you uh, stopped me to talk about it at the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, the, uh, what one thing again, and just going back to, I know a ton of our listeners manage themselves or they're kind of accidental landlords as we call them. Um, you just have to ask yourself, what's your time worth? You know, us in the industry, our time is worth this communication. It's our career. It's our job. You hired us right. to do it, right? This is, it's not annoying for us. This is our job. If, if I'm a landlord and I was not in this industry, I'd be like, is my time worth more than they're charging me to be on call 24 seven, to do all the, the bookkeeping and the statements that I need to give to my CPA and do all this stuff. And most of the time, it's not. And it's a, you're jumping over, what's the, the saying? You're jumping over pennies or jumping over dollars to pick up dimes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're, you're really not getting ahead. Right. Um, all right. Well, I guess then last question, let's say you're an owner who wants to be a little more involved. Are you allowed to go look at your property? Are you allowed to talk <laughs> well, to your tenants? Well, actually, Are you... th- this segue is actually going back to the last question. Ryan, and I know another one of our property managers or two, two others that I know of that have, so we manage maybe 20 or a hundred units for some of these owners, mm-hmm. right? And instead of um, them going to the properties, which we'll get to in just a second, but it's also the phone calls you have scheduled like a cadence of phone calls. And I know one I did with an owner yesterday that, um, they call every Monday or every other Monday and they say, Hey, let's just talk about my 24 properties. Let's knock everything out. You know, the lease renewals. What are the other things you guys talk about? Uh, yeah, just kind of check in on what, what's vacant, you know, what's the activity going on on that, you know, those types of reports, but yeah, real, real quick and, and fast. Yeah. So, so then segueing into what you were saying, some of the owners are like, Hey, can I meet you there tomorrow? Can we just show up? And I'm sure Ryan has some good ones because dude, over the years I've gotten calls from tenants that are like, Hey, the owner just showed up and basically barged in Yeah, what's going on. Yeah. We're like fire alarm, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I have another good friend. His name's Sean. He's got one over in Tempe and he, he was in town and he's like, Hey, can, can I just swing by the property? And, and I actually called, reached out to the tenants, followed the protocols but I told him, I'm like, Hey, Sean, I'm saying you're a family member coming. I'm not telling them you're the owner Do not give them your information. <laughs> anyway, he, he shows up, he calls me after he's like, Ryan, I'm so stupid, but we got, we had such a good relationship. I, I told him I was the owner, gave him my contact number. Oh yeah. Anyway, sure enough, this last December, they reach out to him. Hey, things are tight with Christmas can, can you do anything with rent this month? He, he calls me. He's like, yeah, it was so awkward. I, I ended up giving him $200 credit. Yeah. <laughs> told him just work with my property manager going forward. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm, cause I'm blocking your idiot. number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's totally. And you can understand for the tenant. It's not like for them. It's like, Oh, well you showed up here. Yeah. You're, you obviously want a relationship right. with me. You yeah. came to meet me. So <laughs> yeah. of course I'm going to call and text yeah. you and ask you these things. Yeah. And and that's really kind of a, 
a light example. We've had others where, you know, the tenant tries to, to pit, you know, the property manager next to the owner and sure, yeah. Hey, well, the owner said they would have a vendor here and we don't know anything about it. And it's a, he said, she said, it's, it's a nightmare. There are some clients that you wonder why they hire us based because you're like, wait, yeah. you want to talk to the tenant. You want to do all yes. the maintenance. You want to do this. So basically you just want a statement every month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I want. It's like, okay, that's a different way to do things, but it's kind of designed to like, you know, we'll take care of you, get your time back, see what your time is worth and right. hire us to, to handle it or hire, you know, there, there's listeners in other markets that we're not even an option and that's fine. There's great property management companies in every market, right? but just, you know, you got to weigh out what yeah. your time is worth, you know? And, and I know, we here at OnQ have this, and I know other property management companies do, but there's there's ways to get eyes on the property without showing up there and giving your phone number. We have an inspection process where you yep. can literally have an inspector go do a formal walkthrough, take yeah. pictures, and they can yeah. log in and see these things so they don't have to well, did, yeah. show up in person. No, it goes another level because we've had owners that are like, you know, with our routine inspection, you know, there's a there's a program for it. They'll be like, why, why don't I just pay for a flight? I'll come down. I'll come walk it myself. And I'm like, okay, let's just talk about this real quick. <laughs> Your flight, even on sale, dude, is like a hundred bucks round trip. It's really probably three or 400. Your time, right? Invested in doing it. Your hotel, your rental car. Food. And it's like, dude, for X amount, our inspector will go out there, document it, send it to you digitally. And it's tax, our fees tax, tax deductible anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you'll do that? And so, you know, a part of our issue is we need to educate our owners and let them know like, Hey, this sure. is a service that, that can save so much time, so much energy and peace of mind, you know, that the house isn't, isn't trashed. Yeah. And it takes, which we, we've said, I feel like every episode, it takes the emotional attachment. This, it, our, uh, inspectors, yeah. they don't have the same emotional attachment to the home that you do. Yeah. You know, just, when you walk in and, it. Yep. yeah, you, if you used to live there, you can't believe they put a couch and TV yeah. in this room. Like <laughs> this was my kid's little room or whatever. The inspectors come in and they're, they're efficient and formal. They're going to take the required pictures and you'll be able to see it all. And without making yeah. those judgments in person in right. front of a tenant. Yeah. And it's kind of going full circle. So at the beginning we were saying, Hey, we do a move in inspection at the beginning. We do a move out inspection at the end. Those are kind of the bookends. And then like Ben was saying, those, those routine inspections is we, we call them routine inspections. Some people call them spot inspections or mid lease inspections or whatever. And then you have this chronological order of, of the property. So it's like, Hey, that routine inspection from two years ago does not match the one we did now. So you know, right. we know, you know, what the uh, timeline was there. And we've had, dude, crazy. I mean, we're talking about stories, but the routine inspections, they've also seen it all between. Oh, yeah. They're like, you're not supposed to have pets, but there's like two dog bowls and a cat tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you won't let me in that room. Yeah, and weird. there's something scratching at the door. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the other thing I love the routines for personally is the smell test. So it doesn't come across on photos. And the inspector's like, just so you know, it smells like smoke, cigarette yeah. smoke or. Sure or whatever, or it smells like pets in here. Yeah. I'm like that's weird. It smells like pets because they're not supposed to have pets, you know? And yeah. so we've sent, uh, you know, 10 day notices, friendly reminders about air filters. Hey, the, uh, the landscaping needs kept up little simple things that save the relationship rather than dinging them on their way out. Right. Know? And so it's also, it's for the tenants good too. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up, right? I feel like we covered it pretty well. And Ryan, you feel like your day in and day out is covered pretty well. You nailed it all. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then that's it for us this time. Uh, Thank you. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you guys next time.